You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have Scott Smith. Uh, he runs a podcast called The Daily Boost. So, Scott, thank you for coming. How are you doing? Happy to be here, man. Doing great today. How about you? We're getting there. Getting there. Um, so, tell me, uh, what, what's the premise behind The Daily Boost podcast? Uh, daily Boost is pretty much, pretty much what it sounds. It, it is a daily boost. We are, at its heart and soul, a motivational show, but I like to say it's more coaching and mentorship and life lessons. And the, the concept started a long time ago. Um, Gosh, we got this going back in 2005, and I just kind of looked at the world, and I said, hey, with the podcast world, I don't have to do things weekly or on the weekends. I can do it every day if I want to. What if I went out and I created a daily motivational podcast, and uh, Daily Boost was born, and we started doing it about, um, I think we're on episode 3,800 now, and um, from that, um, yeah, a lot. And we had a few more, too. We had some other podcasts, the Daily Boost, the Fitness Boost, the um, the Business Boost, a few others along the way. I've done about – it's somewhere close. It's right at – I haven't counted for a while, but it's right at 10,000 podcast episodes that I personally produced myself. And oh, wow. About huh. 33 million downloads total. It's been a bunch. But it really started way back in the beginning, and it was kind of this premise where I um, I just realized people could use some help. Um, and I had a knack for doing it, and I had an idea, and I sat down one day and I hit record, and uh, about 20 minutes later, people said, where you been? I've been looking for you. So that's what we do every day now. We uh, we go out and we, we grab people, and we basically accept the fact that life begins when you move, but as soon as you do, life gets in the way. What are you going to do about it? We help you get through that day and make things happen. So how do you, I mean, with that many podcasts, I'm sure a common question is like, what do you talk about? Don't you tend to repeat same thing a million times or how do you get new material (laughs) well i think um life is always really good at providing new material uh if you pay attention i mean yes we have the basic personal development and personal growth material we have the um you know goal setting and values and habits and procrastination the top 10 that everybody does um and then of course you have original material that i come up with and a lot of my stuff is original as much as i know it can be um and so over time you do that so let's just take something like procrastination I can talk about it till the day I die, and people still want to hear about procrastination. That's what I'm doing tomorrow, actually. And hmm. I probably have talked—I probably have talked about it 200 times. However, every time I talk about it, it's a little different twist because I've met somebody else, I've had a different experience, I have different life experience. So I can take, to some extent, we have to have to uh, have to reproduce some of the content because when you have people following you, the way we want to learn is we want to teach them something new. We want to remind them of something maybe that they knew before, give them a chance to think about something totally exciting um, and just kind of give them things to work on. So we want to bring it back again and again and again. Um, Now, in terms of new ideas, honestly, the way I get them, I get them kind of everywhere. Um, I pay attention throughout the course of my day. 
And as I talk to people on the phone, as I'm talking to my family, I could be watching TV. I have a little app here, this simple app, and I just, as an idea pops into my head, I just jot it down. And by the end of every single week, I probably have 30 different ideas that I can do a podcast with. Nice. It, it, yeah, it's self-perpetuating. I think that um, once you get in the groove of doing it and then you pay attention to the people that are connecting with you, you can kind of feel what they need. And um, you know, like I said, tomorrow's procrastination. And uh, I have no idea what the next day is, but I'll figure it out. You know what you should do is, you know, when you announce that one, you should say, I've been putting this off long enough. It's time to talk about procrastination. <laughs> I think, well, I, you know, yeah, I think I did something like that today. I said, listen, we're going to talk about procrastination, but hang on. I'm not ready to go there yet. And uh, <laughs> it happens, you know, and the, the trick is here, you know, it's like um, personal development can, can be a bit cheesy if you're not careful. Um, and so if you want to be cheesy with personal development, then you, you have to be very serious about something else. So I can't, I can't make a joke like that. And then I've, I've got to be serious about, uh, about what is happening to your life because of your procrastination and make the joke. And then people are like, well, that's cool. So it's really, it's a fine balance. Here's an inside thing that a lot of people don't know. And I'm a positive upbeat kind of guy, but people don't like, they take personal development really serious. You know, I mean, you're talking about something where you want to be happy and upbeat and fun and enjoy your life. And my gosh, they're so serious. It's sometimes scary. Like, would you relax yeah. a little bit? Yeah, all they are. Yeah. And I get it because we're um, people. It depends on where you are on the ladder of personal development. You could be you could be just happily going through your life and just need a little bit of help to get pumped up and maybe an idea to move forward. Or you can be in a really dark place. Life could be falling apart and you need to get through it. You could be having a depression or anxiety. Uh, maybe something just happened in your personal life and it's dead serious to you. Maybe you need a job tomorrow and you can't find one. Uh, you could be a personal development junkie just loves it. And they can't. I, and that's kind of me. I like going to those kind of events. I like being around those kind of people. I like that stuff. It's kind of cool. You could be the kind of personal development junkie who does nothing but go to events and never uses what they've learned. So my job is to kind of understand that we're all on a different path. And depending on and, – and, and giving that I have a general interest podcast in personal development, my job is really to kind of really thread that needle of where most people are that day. And you know, I, I can't do it entirely, but I get pretty close to it. It's, a, it's an interesting world, having done it now uh, for as long as I have. I've learned a bit about it because I've been from here to Australia and back. Um, it's really, really has driven me in front of so many people. I never expected to do it, and I've done it, and I'm looking at it going, wow, this has been a crazy ride. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> So, um, I don't know, what are some of the major areas in personal development that you've explored? Maybe people are, in, maybe it's obvious. Maybe. Well, I, um, well, it depends. I mean, the people explore, the people need. It's, it's the obvious stuff. I mean, you know, people are always looking for, uh, like I said, procrastination. Or earlier last week, uh, we were talking about, uh, about habit forming and, and breaking habits. Uh, they, mm. People want to talk about the law of attraction. You know, and, and last week I was talking about this habit about how to do things because successful people always have successful habits. They always do something successfully. They do the same thing pretty much every day, and I do that, and, and so they always want to talk about that. So what I said was this, you know, thoughts, the most powerful thing that we have in our world, um, thoughts really begin everything, and lots of people have thoughts, and they don't move into the next step, which is action, which we hear all the time. You got to take action. But once you get the right. thought and you get the action, right, and you figure out what's working for you, you should lock that in place as a habit. And all of us have habits. Every one of us do all day long, every day. Um, some of them are bad. Some of them are inconsistent. Some of them are good. And, and some of them are very consistent. But once you get to know what's working for you, essentially, you've had the thought, you know the actions, you get the habit. All you really have to do every single day is just go to the habit. You don't even have to think about it anymore. In fact, you shouldn't even have to think about it until you notice in your life that something should change. And then we have another thought. 
We get another action, we alter the habit. That's it. If you don't do that, consistently execute the habit every single day, you're going to get something else. So the trick is to make sure that you're paying attention to what your actions are and the results coming back. And then at that point, it's like, you know, set it and forget it kind of stuff. We, we get a lot of people talking about um, a lot of people want to start their own business. They want to have passive residual income. Uh, they want to design their lifestyle. These days, because of tech, more possible than ever to have the lifestyle you want. If you if you think it through a little bit, we, we, there's not been a time that I know in my lifetime, certainly, where you can literally say, hmm, I just don't want to work for somebody else. I have an app. I'm going to go drive for Uber and make my money. And when I'm done, I turn it off. This has not happened before. Airbnb, all the things out there you can do. So people are really interested in that now, but they don't have the entrepreneur mentality. They don't have the self-confidence. They don't have what it takes to say, well, wait a second, how do I walk away from what I've been told to do my entire life and take advantage of this gig economy we have now that is really beginning to drive the whole economy, everything in a big way. I spend a lot of time talking about that because it's pretty obvious. We get to a point of self-activation when we have our basic needs covered, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs talked about so long ago. When we have those things covered, and we work through the process, you know, we take care of our, our home, we take care of ourselves, we can eat, you know, when we have all that taken care of, only then can we step into the next level. And a lot of my job is to kind of catch people at that, where they are, see where they are along the hierarchy, and then help lift them to the point that they're fully activated. And at that point, that's when dreams come true, when goals can happen. And when they want to do that, now we have to take them from a state of, well, gosh, I'm feeling pretty good, but this is my dream. We have to build the confidence and help them move to that. And that's kind of a that's kind of a higher level of work. It's where I spend, I, I think I spend about 80% of my time there. That's my focus. I don't tend to focus on the basics. I let somebody else do that. I, I rambled on a bit. I don't know if I got your question answered. No, no, it all makes sense. I'm just thinking about it. So, well, I guess, yeah, there's different levels. There's the basics of, you know, uh, here's the basics habits you need in order to start lifting yourself up and having a better life. But I guess you're at the point where, all right, you've done some of that. Now what do we do from here? How do we go to the next level? That's what it sounds like. Right. Well, yeah, so we get to that point. So my job, utilizing some tools that I have, I'm, I, I do neurolinguistic programming, NLP. I'm, I have hypnosis training, and I have a lot of experience. So that takes me in the ability to understand how the communication pathways work in the brain. It, I understand how to, how to communicate with you in a way, could be verbal, could be uh, through color, could be through my voice. I understand how to move you through a process using conversational hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming to open you up and move you down that road. So lots of times when people are blocked, this is what I do that's different than maybe a life coach does. Uh, I'm not a life coach. I'm a guy that does transformation. My, that's my job. I have to transform you from here to there. So when people come into me, my job is to use those very specific tools to understand where they are and really, frankly, without them knowing it, kind of move them and open them up into a direction that will begin to get them confident to get what they want. So they know what they want and they'll go after it. When we get to that point, it's a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of motivation, inspiration, uh, a little bit of hugging them, making them feel comfortable, and and a lot of strategy. Um, it comes down to that because you know when somebody says, "Gosh, I know what I want to do," first thing they're going to say is, "How do I do it?" And so we have to have that tool set that says, "Okay, here here are the steps to get this done. This is what you want to do." Now I, I'm not saying I can I can help with everything. Um, Although sometimes I think I can, but uh, I learned a long time ago I don't try to. But what I do know is this, like a business, a business consultant can come into any business and, you know, 90% of the business is going to be the same, maybe 95%. So I can go into any business and pretty well know the people and the systems and the processes and I understand what's happening. I just have to take a little bit of time to learn the nuances of the business. Well, people are like that as well. So I can bring them in, help move them forward. 
begin to get them to the point where they, they are at this point activated. And now give them the strategies that it takes to get whatever they want in life. And I stay with them. I, a funny thing, people ask me, most of my coaching clients are entrepreneurs. And they say, what do you do with those people? I say, well, I provide emotional and strategic support for entrepreneurs. And what that means is that they're running a business. They are fighting the fight every single day. Sometimes they need some help with strategy or investing or they're, they're, they're negotiating a lease. I jump into those worlds. Or sometimes they're fighting with their wife and I got to keep them married. For some I've got to calm them down and give them communication skills so they can stay married and they can also negotiate with their staff and not blow the whole thing up and get them through the process. I've kept many, I've kept many people married. I really have. And what, what was required was they had businesses they were running. And so the business background, the science background of being able to keep them on track and understanding the relationship part of it too is a huge part of what I do. And I don't think I'm unique in that, but maybe a little bit. I'll, I'll take a little bit unique. So where do people have the struggle? Is it the initial steps on what they're trying to work on, or is it uh, they're in the thick of it and they just get bogged down by something that's happening to them? Like, what have you noticed about the journey of doing something? Um, I think it's twofold. I think, I think there are two kinds, of, two kinds of people. I think everybody has a struggle about how to get going. They all have the struggle to decide to get clarity. If you go back to the Stoics back in 300 BC, uh, Aristotle time, you go back then, and what you will see is that clarity is pretty much the key. If you don't have clarity, you can do nothing. And so, and the second step really, action. You know, you got to take action. So I think most people have a hard time getting clear about what they want to go after. They cannot define the goal. They can't define the vision. Uh, if they can, they're so afraid, it's convoluted, they can't get there. So this is kind of, everybody has this problem, but there is a point where they don't have that problem. I don't personally have that problem. I have a lot of choices, and I have to look through those choices, but I have no problem getting clear about what I want to do. And so I go right there. So I have two people I work with. I have the people that just don't have any clarity, can't figure out what they need to do, and we got to work through that. That's the biggest stumbling block. Once we get them through there, it's much more tactical and strategic. It's much more about exactly what do I do. So your second point, that's where they get bogged down. So we get them through clarity. We could usually get them started. Once they get started, you know they're going to get bogged down multiple times in the course of building a, a business or just accomplishing any goal. So I think they're both equal. Hardest one is get people moving. And depending on what they're trying to do, I mean, they're going to get moving anyway. They're going to do what they want to do. They're going to fall in their own routine. I don't believe that they need my help or anybody else's help. I think if you live a good life and you get out there and you read some books and you interact with people and you pay attention and you have a willingness to be coachable and teachable and a willingness to, to change, you'll get through everything in life on your own. All I do is kind of help accelerate it and help kind of give you a framework to work within while you do that process. So yeah, it's, it's both. It's, it's just how do I get started and how do I keep moving? In fact, one of my first programs I created was called Start Moving, Stay Moving for that reason. Hmm, okay. Yep. So, it's, um, it's well, what's the difference though in starting to get going versus getting bogged down and then, you know, restarting or getting yourself out of the mud? I don't know. How do those two mindsets differ or what do you, you know, when you suggest do this, do this, try this, try that, how is it different between those two scenarios? Or is it well, when you're, uh, well, imagine a relationship when you first meet somebody. You know, like me, I know I've met women. Um, and you, you, meet that, you meet them, and for the first three or four months, man, <laughs> it's, it's fun, isn't it? It's a yeah. infatuation thing is going. You'll do anything for them. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. You get excited. You're going to make it happen. But about five or ten years in, what's, what happens? It's more difficult, isn't it? Right. You get yeah. excited. It's hard to yeah, it is. Right. So it's, it's the same thing with starting a business. So uh, what we have is this. When people start – well, not a business, but anything. When they start out, 
Once that idea hits, once they're inspired, pow, hits my brain. See, I don't do it. I try. Inspiration is a catalyst. Uh, I use a catalyst which will inspire. I guess I'm missing words here, sort of. But inspiration is what gets you going. It gets the mind going. Now, some people move from inspiration into needing motivation. Motivation begins to say, okay, I'm inspired, but, 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 but what's my motivation to do it? And that's when it's like, well, I need to make more money or I need to meet a new woman or something like that. So we can get them inspired, we can get them moving in motivation, and because they're just kind of clean and they're excited and, and they're just going to go for it, it's very easy to get going. And actually, I've seen many people do this. They, they start a business and the first thing they have is a business card and a website. They actually think they're in business. Look, I'm in business. I actually even have a corporation. Yeah, in business, right. you haven't, any money, haven't made any money yet, right? So off the, off the blocks to get going. Once you get into it, and again, you get five or six years down the road or even a few months down the road, you don't have that anymore. You don't have the excitement anymore. And now you have the additional weight of, of everything that's been put on you. Everything that you started is now coming your way. And you know when you start anything new, eventually it's going to come back on top and you're going to have to manage it. Uh, Seth Godin called it the dip. You start up, you ramp up a little bit, then you get hit with all the results of what you did. Now you have to you have to go down a little bit and reconfigure your thoughts and your systems about how you handle things. So this is what happens. So if you were to come to me and you're in business and you're cranking forward and you want to move, I'm going to go right to that point and figure out where you're stuck and, and, and just let you know we expect you to be stuck. This is where you are. Now, what do we do to reprioritize what we have going? Because it's no longer a motivation thing, really. It's more of a system and an operational thing to take what you originally said you were going to do and actually get it working now. That's what we're trying to do here. And so it's, it's, it's quite a difference to keep people going through the process. And that's what a good coach does. Uh, you can find any number of coaches out there that their job basically is to pull you through the mud until you can get through the mud on your own. That's what it's for. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, I don't know. Any, you've been doing this for a while. I mean, are you seeing society change? Are you seeing people change in the types of motivations they need or the things they get stuck on? Or is it eternal? Um, people haven't changed. People are the same. Um, they, they, the, I, the people are essentially good. I couldn't do this job if I didn't think that. Um, people are good. They mean well. Um, the core of what we do, we are humans. Uh, there's all the basics of what we talk about. Basic was in the Bible and before that. It's Proverbs, man, if you're a Christian, okay? All the goodness that has been taught, and I, I'm not, no politics, nothing here. It's just, it's been around forever. People have been people with the same intellect for 10,000 years. So people haven't changed. Um, and even today, with all the social media and all the bad stuff that's going on out there, People haven't changed. Uh, if you go back in time and look at, you know, when the telegraph was invented back in the, whenever that was, 16, 1700s, I don't even know. Um, and people were so paying attention to the Morse code coming across the telegraph, they were sure that it was going to stop communication among people. People would stop talking oh, to wow. each other. Yeah, mm. it's never, it's always the same. So nothing's really changed. People are people. And you know what? I, I, I'll share some of you because, you know, I'm kind of, I can be a news junkie. I, I pay attention to the world. I observe the world. I get a kick out of all the stuff that's going on. My training and my experience lets me kind of see between the lines, and I don't worry about things too much because I see it. So I watch this a lot, but, it, but sometimes it can get heavy. And as a point of my job, you know, people can dump on my shoulders, which I don't keep because I believe like a, like a Ricky heel that the energy has to pass through me. It can't stop within me. I can't fix you. Therefore, I'm not going to maintain your energy. It has to pass through me. So I'm really good at doing that. And, but every now and then I'll be like, man, these people, people have changed. It's a rotten world these days. This is crappy. I was saying that, yeah, and I'll say that sometimes because I think I like to live in the real world and, and let people know that, yeah, I feel it too. <laughs> sometimes it does suck, okay? A couple months back, uh, well, actually it was a year ago now, it was a year ago, um, I live on a farm. 
I have 12 acres. Uh, I've, I've had the farm two and a half years. It's an equestrian community. Uh, my wife said one day she wanted to, to have an alpaca business. So okay. we launched an al- So I've got a 2,500 square foot barn. I've got I've got seven or eight alpacas back there. I've got a couple babies on the way now. We'll have 20 within about a year. So I've never done farming before. I've never had animals. So I come out here. And I'm building this place out. It's a beautiful home with a beautiful property. Um, and one day I walk out of the barn. Now, I'm particularly frustrated that day because I don't even know why. I can't remember. I can't tell you. I don't carry that stuff. But something had me going. Something had me agitated. And I'm walking around thinking about it. And I come out of my barn. I'm walking through my barn. I walk past my, my $10,000 zero turn. I walk past my $20,000 tractor. I walk past enough lawn equipment to, to start a lawn service. I walk past my, my brand new $125,000 motorhome. I just traded a, a bigger one for a smaller one. I go past that, my brand new truck, my, my wife's brand new car, and I'm pissed off, right? I'm mad. So I'm thinking, mm. I got to get out of town. So I had a chance. I said, honey, I need to go. I'm going to go see my mom in Virginia. So I jump in this motorhome. And I, yeah, I, and by the way, I, I, I traded a 40 foot for a 32 foot. I came from a diesel down to a gas. And I'm walking around thinking, man, the people of this world, this world kind of sucks. Forgetting where I was. So I hit the road and I said, I got a road trip. I got to sort my head out some. Got to figure this out. So I'm going right. up the road and this is in the midst. Actually, it was, it was a year ago. It was September of 2018. That was the month that the Kavanaugh trials were going on. Mm. And the day that I was on the road was the day of the hearing. So oh, wow. I was listening to this. I was listening to this drama on Sirius Satellite the entire way from Florida to Virginia, and I was captivated by it. At the same time, I was caught up in drama. And then something really strangely happened. I would stop to get gas, and people were so freaking nice. They were liking mm-hmm. my motorhome and my dog. They were holding the door. I held the door for them, and I stopped for a second. They're black. They're white. They're Hispanic. I, they are in their pajamas. I don't know what they are. They're everything. They're truckers. They're not truckers. They couldn't have been nice with each. So anyway, I kept going all up the road, and it happened and happened again and again and again. And I came back, but I got back about about seven or eight days later. I parked, and I stopped and looked at my property in an entirely different way. I said, all right, That's man, the world, the world is good. So long, long story just to tell you that uh, people are the same. People are wonderful. You just got to give a chance to be that way. Excellent. Well, we're, uh, we're just about out of time but I like your perspective and your ideas and everything. So what, how can listeners take action and find your podcast and like interact with you? Um, cool question. We are, uh, we are on, we're pretty much all over the place. The podcast is called the daily boost. It is on iTunes and Spotify and all kinds of places. If you, um, if you just Google, Daily Boost Motivation, Daily Boost Scott Smith, you'll find me somewhere. You can go to motivationmove.com and you'll find me there. Um, we have the podcast, which is ad-supported out there. And then we have a, a, a commercial-free version of the podcast and a daily coaching program that we have at motivationmove.com and a bunch of other cool stuff there. But you start there and get to know me a little bit every single day, and you'll see that I don't change a whole lot. I'm kind of like this all the time, which could be annoying or really good for you. I don't know. It depends on how you take it. We'll see. <laughs> well, I think you've been pretty helpful. So very good. Very good, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, 
or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.